24-7 Marriage Podcast. I am Javier, and I'm here with my amazingly exciting and happy-to-do-a-podcast wife. Wow. <laughs> That's all I have to say to you right now. Well, she had a long day, and so she was like, I don't want to do a podcast today. I, I don't know if day. I had a long day. I think that I have writing hangover. Writing? I've been asking you for the entire last number of hours what's going on are you okay I and just, you're like it just i have writing hangover like right now it just came to me so explain to everybody that's on okay, here what is so, writing hangover well i started writing the first number of chapters for confessions of a terrible wife and yesterday was an emotional is day book is that a manuscript is that a, for a book we what are you will doing, be Shan? we will be publishing this book at the beginning of <clears throat> next year beginning of next year that's really aggressive yeah that's good yeah. I didn't know that. Hmm. I'm learning some new things on our own podcast. So uh, so <laughs> yesterday was an emotional day because I was writing about stuff from my past, and um, I think it gave me a hangover. Yeah, you had you had to ask. You, you were saying I'm sorry a lot yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was reliving my past, and I was like, I was so horrible to you. I think I just want to ask you for forgiveness one more time. <laughs> And I accepted it. I was like, yes, you were horrible. So I accept your apology again. No, what you said to me was, Shannon, you weren't that bad. And I was like, no, I just I think wrote I have suppressed about four pages. I think I've suppressed some of the memories. I've oh, suppressed great. some of the pain and the hurt. Do you need to see a therapist? The, well, I have been. I know an Instagram the, you could follow. For the last 10 years, I've seen somebody. Do you talk, know do you talk to your know, therapist about I me? I wonder if people have counselors or therapists they see because i think it's actually a good thing for people to have that as a consistent part of their life i think it's healthy i think it's good i think it was cathartic for me it, I think to it's good you do. i think it was cathartic for me to write because it is a, like a form of therapy like i got it out all on paper and i had you read the first chapter and how do you, and how do you feel today you had writing hugging over i feel like how i got hit by a truck so I know we're just we just jumped in. We didn't even wait. Say, you didn't even answer my question. Uh, I let you read chapter one. Yes. And I fully expected. I had unrealistic expectations. I was hoping you would walk back in the house and crying or something. And you're like, "Yeah, it's good. You have a lot of editing to do, Shannon." <laughs> <laughs> you wanted me to cry? No, I've suppressed <laughs> that pain and that hurt. I can't relive it. Stop. It'd be too people, emotional. People are gonna think you're like some tormented husband. I still. was not a tormented <laughs> husband. No, I was a tormented <laughs> husband. <laughs> How come on our podcast we haven't talked about the early years? Maybe we should do a segment on our podcast called The Early Years to help people understand. And also, I think people should have like, to buy they, that they know, for no, sale. Yeah, they, you have no, to, it's Shannon, a buy-in. No, they, just knowing our history well, and knowing where book. we've come from and knowing what has helped us just be able to do the work that we do with 24-7 Marriage, Like it would be, I think it would be good. I think it would be really, really helpful for people to hear that and just get a good understanding. Yeah, it would be. I don't know how we'd break it down. Do you want to start that today, or you no. want to? Mm -mm. I I will fall over into a puddle if you make me relive the past, because I just had to relive it on paper yesterday. <laughs> but I mean, you you chose to do it, so just saying. I know. We didn't even kind of like say hi to everybody on the podcast. We're glad that you're here. Um, we are currently in Minnesota, um, and probably when you listen to this, we'll still be in Minnesota and yep. uh going good and we are probably gonna take a little bit of a 
kind of a break, maybe, I don't know, say a vacation, but a little bit of time to ourselves when we go to Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and then we'll be going to Wisconsin. And uh, yeah, everything with the Marriage Lab is going good. We have some articles that we've written for some publications, which has been fun. Um, so yeah, there's exciting things going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gets kind of lonely, though, at times when we're on the oh, road. Oh, yeah. It gets kind of lonely. Yeah. Very and lonely. Kind of lonely right now. Because we... Oh, well, we're sad. No, we're in a campground that um, is, very, is very absolutely quiet. beautiful. There's so many trees. Um, we have shade. Um, it's really pretty to walk around. But um, there's not a lot of families here. And everybody keeps to themselves or they're gone all day. So it's not a very, like hop and pop and type uh, no, atmosphere No, it's been a place where here. we kind of just have been doing work and stuff like that. And yeah. Yeah. So um, how am I doing as a husband? Like This is maybe an opportunity to ask so people can see how we work through things. You usually ask me that on our anniversary. It's not our I anniversary. I don't ask you that on our anniversary. <laughs> I ask you that often, Shannon <laughs> McCafferty. How are you doing? Um, well, today you're doing great. Tomorrow, Today I don't know. Great. I don't know. We'll see what tomorrow holds. So let's talk about happiness. Are you happy? Happy? Well, you and I talk about this. It's not about being happy. It's about being holy. There's a difference. But Correct. do we have happy moments? What does mom- even well, mean? Well, because if we based our marriage upon if we were happy, well, we would get divorced and remarried <laughs> about every three weeks because I would hate you and then we'd get That's divorced true. and we'd not... get remarried. And well, people need to understand I'm being, that. I'm exaggerating. Well, people need to understand that happiness is not the goal. Like no. the goal is not happiness. Um, I think happiness is a, um, yes. hear me now, happiness is a byproduct of living a congruent life, living a life where you're disciplined, you're pursuing each other, but it's not about happiness being the goal because otherwise there'll be moments when you aren't happy where well, your spouse not your favorite person. I would say that there are more happy moments than sad moments, but we often hear from people that they get one out of a marriage or one out of a relationship because they're not happy anymore. And what we try to challenge them on is why is happiness a goal? So I put it in terms like this. Are you always happy with your children when we raise them? Uh, no. Okay. Do we put them up for adoption? No. I tried. You... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Terrible. <Yeah>. Great. <laughs> They're going to listen to this. I didn't try. <laughs> no. I love you girls. Um, so the same thing goes with marriage. But for some reason, we put a back door on marriage. We, we don't with anything else. Um, well, we do with other things. But when it comes to parenting, we're, we're in it for the long haul. Good, bad, and the ugly days. And I think that we need to have that approach to marriage that you're in it to win it yeah. and that you're not there. Are, there is no back door yeah. on your marriage. Well, how many people right now you think are like they're they've allowed this season of stinking COVID and everything else going on, mask and all these other changes. Have, how many people do you think have allowed that to kind of impact their marriage, their lives, their level of joy and contentment? and happiness and how that's impacted their marriage i would say almost a hundred percent i don't know one person a hundred percent i don't know it's a hundred percent i don't know one person who hasn't had a moment where they've been frustrated with what's been going on do you know what i mean well maybe they don't take it out on their spouse or it doesn't affect their marriage but it does it has affected everybody and everybody has had our moments where we're like this is exhausting. But I think ultimately it does impact your marriage. It does Absolutely. impact like how what you just said. I don't know if it impacts your marriage. Oh, no. I said 
oh, sorry, we're, we miscommunicated. Oops, that never happens. That's been happening actually <laughs> since we got in the marriage lap a lot. No, what no, I thought you said. Yeah, that's I, a whole nother conversation. That we don't miss. No, we you do just miscommunicate choose to a lot. Hear what you want to hear. Oh, is that what's happening, Javier? <laughs> that is okay. what is happening. Thank Shannon. you for the clarity. You are welcome. <laughs> I just communicated that clearly. No, and what now I you have clarity. It's Javi, perfect, Javier. What I thought I heard you say was, is there, that was very well has, framed. Has there been anybody? who's been affected by what's gone on in the last year and a half. And I said yes, probably everybody. close to 100%. Well, no, I think everybody has, some more than others, and yeah. some don't recognize that they have been. But I think for some people, it has impacted absolutely their marriages, not just because they've spent more time together, mm-hmm. maybe at times, or just allowing the, the external pressure and difficulties, political climate, racial climate, like everything going on, they've allowed it to impact their marriage. Just their- and, and I just want to say, like, your gauge for joy and for happiness or for happiness is not based upon the external things happening around you. I know it's hard to say that because you're like, well, like if money was better, then then I'd be happier. I'd have more joy, or yeah. or if this was not going in this direction, or if we were able to get our kids back with no mask in school, I'd be better. Would you? Yeah. Like, would you? Because if it wasn't this, maybe it's something else. I think it's more of an attitude of the heart than anything, because it could be frustrating that this stuff is happening and we're pushing against certain things and fighting against certain things. It seems like. But ultimately, you still have to, have to choose if you're going to have joy. Yeah. Like there's a scripture in the Bible that says that I have joy because of you. That's it. For those of you who are maybe new to faith, it says I have joy because of God. I have joy because of you, period. It wasn't like I have joy because my husband said the right thing to me today or told me I look beautiful. Or I have joy because she's telling me that, you know, I have what it takes. Whatever it is, like, yeah, it's great to hear those things. Do you remember? But the we ap- should have joy, period. Do you remember the Apostle Paul wrote um, how he has learned to be joyful when he has a little and when he, he has, has a nothing? Yeah. Uh, that was the same thing. When he has a lot <laughs> and when he has a little. When he has a little and nothing. <laughs> when he, yes. And I often refer, I often read that scripture over and over again to remind myself that my joy is not based on how much money's in the bank account or what's happening. So. I think that what if what if we did a science experiment and we di- and we had a couple that we were doing premarital for and we decided to not let them get married at, at, at a wedding ceremony, but we journey with them and in the worst moment in one of the worst conflicts they have, they choose to have a ceremony right then and get married right then and there because. You know, it's so easy to say for better, for worse, I'll take you for richer, for poorer. When you're standing there in a pretty dress and all your friends are around, you're going to have cake and eat a ton of food and dance. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, worse. What, what, what could it be? How bad could it be? And then you realize a couple years into marriage, 3, 5, 10, 15, uh, worse really sucks. Worse is worse than I thought. And I don't know that people really count the cost of what it means to say for better or for worse at the altar. Yeah, that's true. And again, they pledge all these things of joy and happiness. Yeah. And that's, that's what we're thinking when we get married. And again, that's, I'm not saying that's wrong, that if you have the thought that it's going to be blissful and it's going to be great, it can be. 
it doesn't mean there's not going to be difficulties and struggles and heartache there will and, be. and rough seasons, but that's what makes mm-hmm. these beautiful seasons, these good seasons so much sweeter and mm, good That's good because you have endured and you have gone through those things. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, I mean, we should probably tell more of the truth, you know, would you take me in my brokenness? Would you take me with all my difficulties and struggles and my That's narcissistic my attitudes? Yeah. Would you take me with my past where I did this? If we said that at the altar, like nobody would want that. Like you just it said. It would be an audience right? full of people going awkward. <laughs> right? They'd be saying all this stuff. They'd be like, no, nobody wants that. But that's what we marry. We marry mm-hmm. broken people. And then we're like shocked when it's not just Perfect. joyful and bliss all the time. And again, I think if someone's smart enough, they're not thinking it's going to be joyful and bliss all the time. I don't think that's what they, I hope that's not what they're like expecting is going to happen. You know, oh, we're so in love and like. No, yes, I don't think are. that's what people. But I just, I, I'm just wanting to tell people like, don't make again, don't make happiness your goal. That's yes. not the goal. No. Um, the Take goal is the living table. a full, congruent life, living your values, um, fulfilling what God's called you to do, loving your spouse radically, serving them, having grace, having empathy, um, really communicating well, like just really moving towards each other and on a daily basis being intentional with one another. And that those that happiness comes and that joy is part of living that way. And even in moments when it's difficult, you can still have joy. Yes. You can still have joy in the middle of a difficult season. It's still a choice that this is tough. This is difficult. I don't like it. I'm uncomfortable. Um, things aren't going as I thought they would. But I still choose to have joy because I can only control so much. I think I think back to some of our dark seasons. One of them being when we moved the moved the family to Ventura, California, and it was a kind of a dark season. It's a for great us. place, but it wasn't. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, well, don't disagree would, with me. It was a dark. What she means by a dark season, to be clear, is we had planted a church. We merged it with a larger one. It didn't go well. We left that. It was a difficult season. I hit a wall. I hit depression. And so it was a very, I'd never been in this place before. So it was a very, I cried the first day we arrived there. I'm like, what have I done? And to make matters worse, it like, it was just a cold day, not only in Ventura, but it snowed in the place we left where we used to live. And it mm-hmm. never does that. It doesn't snow there, no, it but once every maybe 80, 20 since years. Since 1984. Um, and it just seemed like, oh, this is telling. This is exactly what it feels like. Yeah. Um, so it was a difficult but, season. But, but when I look back on those seasons, I think of the times when we were snuggled up on the couch, the four of us watching a movie, or when we would take the girls to the beach and we'd run up and down the beach with the dog. There was joy. And there were we we didn't have a lot and it, and I was really concerned about the future of like the not the future of our marriage. I was concerned about the future of your well mental well-being. I was really worried. And but I I can look back now and there were some joyful moments and some really great things that came out of that season. And we wouldn't have I don't think that I would be who I am today without having gone through that. Oh, yeah. No, it's made us in who we are. And that I think I post something about that, like like struggles and difficulties are basically are, are the, the seeds 
or how do I say it? Struggles and difficulties or suffering and difficulty mm, yeah. is, is where great marriages are grown, right? And where they're solidified. And so that was definitely us. But that's what I, just, I guess I, we just want to be telling you we kind of got on this subject is, yeah, you might be in a place right now where it doesn't feel very joyful and doesn't feel very, you're not, you're saying, I ain't happy. And we are saying, we feel you. And I want to say, I hear you. We understand you. Yes. We've been there. We get it. But I also want to tell you to not lose sight of joy. Yes. That even in the midst of this, you can find moments to create joy, find moments to connect, find moments to connect with your family, with your kids. Like there can be joy in the midst of brokenness, in the midst of sorrow, uh, and the joy that's not something that you get on your own, but comes through God. And that's the only way. Do you way. know what I had my and mentor tell me once? She's, because when we were, uh, this was early on in marriage when we were struggling financially. And she said, she challenged me to find joy. And she's like, I said, I don't have it. I don't have any joy. There's nothing <laughs> to be joyful about. I'm just whining and complaining. And she says, Shannon, do you have clean running water in your house? I said, yeah. Do you have a roof over your head? Uh, well, you're doing more than most of the population of the world. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, yeah. And she just like cut me to my knees. And I was yeah. like, okay, I'm not complaining yeah. anymore. Yeah. Well, and, and also, right, like we're told, count it joy, right, when you're in difficulties and struggles. Because again, those are the greatest opportunities for growth and development. But like, we don't honestly, like that because it's uncomfortable. When people talk, when people get to the peak of a mountain, they, they don't just talk about arriving there. They talk about the journey getting there every mm -hmm. single time yeah. and how they slipped and they fell and they. You know, they went back 20 feet and they had to get back up and they broke their ankle, but they still made it up. Like that's the journey they're talking about that makes the top of that mountain so sweet and so good. Mm -hmm. It's how you arrive there. So you have a lot to be thankful for, even in the midst of all the caca you're feeling right now and all yeah. the stuff that maybe you're navigating. Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess we got in this place of happiness and joy. This and is good. You know, really ensuring that, yeah, just look around you and be present. And I struggle with this at times myself, like just being joyful and like we're all over the place in the marriage lab, seeing new things, but meeting people, loving people, helping couples, helping marriages. Like we left everything that we knew and sold much of what we had to move into a fifth wheel and I'm probably more happy now, not to say than I've ever been, but I am more happy now than in a long time. Wow. Because we get to do something. And, but sometimes I have to remind myself because it can get hard and difficult and lonely. And there's a lot of stuff to do and a lot of moving pieces and a lot mm -hmm. of things that we're navigating of what we're trying to do. And so I have to remind myself also, enjoy this journey so in your marriage enjoy every moment of your marriage even the difficult season you're facing right now find the joy in this moment yeah um and don't find seek it. just happiness like find joy in it but also recognize that yeah sometimes it's not about happiness because you could leave what you who you're with right now and the very same thing in the next situation next situation Cause guess what hobby because there i am everywhere you go there you are Yes, Jen. And but you're chasing this illusion of happiness and wanting everything right up and to the right. Um, and I would just say maybe you need to stop and check yourself and look at yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself, Hobby. What are you with these trite sayings today? 
<laughs> I don't know, but I got to come up with one more, so wow, I have no, three in a row. No, please do not. So winner, winner, maybe, chicken dinner. Oh my gosh! So sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry for her. I told so you that maybe, it was a off so day for maybe, me. Maybe, maybe, yeah. You have to like sometimes pause and look at yourself. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm complaining about things that I'm complicit in. In other words, I'm complaining about things in my marriage or my relationship that I'm complicit in creating those actual things I'm complaining about, mm-hmm. right? Because if I'm not connected with my spouse, am I complicit in not going towards them, not communicating well, not loving them, and therefore they're not wanting, they're shutting down? So are you complicit in the things you're complaining about? Mm-hmm. So if you're wanting to see a shift and even joy and happiness in your marriage, maybe you need to step back and look at what you've been complicit in doing that's created the environment you're currently in drop the mic on that one all right you guys are awesome it's so fun being with you on the podcast we enjoy it um yeah i just want to remind everybody when you're listening to the podcast on spotify or wherever you get your um podcasts on the bottom there's a link that if you want to partner with us or support this podcast you can do that yeah we are fully, as you will hear, fully partner supported. Yes. And that means we have individuals, organizations that support us to do the work that we're doing and reaching couples. And you can also support this podcast, which means a lot to us. Share it, uh, comment, um, mm-hmm. subscribe. All of that um, is huge for us. So anyways, have an incredible week. We love you all. And Bye, we will everyone. talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the 24-7 Marriage Podcast. Help us expand our reach by rating and leaving us a review on iTunes. Make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. For more information on the work we do and how to support 24-7 Marriage, head on over to 247marriage.org and click on Partner With Us. Until next week, remember, in marriage you don't have to, you get to.